and welcome to the Buckets and Tea NBA show. I'm your host, Catherine Eicher. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. Our music is brought to you by Tanika Charles, courtesy of Record Kicks. Her album Soul Run and The Gumption are available now on all streaming platforms. Joining me this week, you know him as Rich.com on the hit series Blind Spot, but I know him, like all our guests, as a friend to the show, Ennis Esmer. How you doing, buddy? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Thanks for it's- having me. It's so good to finally have you on. I feel like we've been back and forth with dates probably ever since the bubble or something like that. I know. And we picked the best possible time after a season where the Raptors have absolutely no stake in the playoffs. So now we can just relax <laughs> and just be objective and take a deep breath and think about our, our boys golfing. Yeah, a, a, a brief break from our Raptors anxiety, yeah. but uh, we'll we'll get into Raptors talk because we are Raptors fans. This is a Raptors biased podcast, and we always have a Raptors homer moment in the second half of the show. But we start with NBA stuff. The play in is happening this week. We just had the first two days, and in my opinion, the play in is absolutely incredible. Like I really enjoyed that game last year with uh, the Memphis Grizzlies and the Portland Trailblazers. People oh, yeah. were pretty like skeptical, but I was super excited. And after that Lakers uh, Warriors game last night, I am so pumped about this play in going forward. Uh, it was amazing. It's so crazy. I really didn't expect that Pacer or the Celtics. Uh, well, who who played first? The Pacers. Got, oh, the Pacers, Pacers crushed the Hornets, yeah. right? Really yeah. unbelievable. Just they don't have, they don't, honestly embarrassed them. They don't have Miles Turner. They don't have. Uh, they didn't have Karis LeVert. Brogdon's been hurt. Sabonis has been hurt. TJ Warren's been out for months, and they mm-hmm. just—I couldn't believe it. I thought Charlotte really was coming with something this year. I mean, they got—they got enough uh, uh, going forward. But the Pacers—it really—I feel if you were an Indiana fan, it would really suck because I think they were really going to be like top three, top four this year. Especially after the Levert oh, you mean game. it would like, suck to win that game as a Pacers? No, I mean fan. just to, to, for what they've got, like that they had to go to the play-in, and uh, um, I don't know if you're seeing the score right now, but the Wizards are up fifty to thirty-four halfway through the second quarter. Oh wow! Uh, no, I didn't see what was happening yeah. right now. We're recording during that game. Yes, we are recording during that game. I hope that's okay. That I, it's not evergreen anymore. I'm telling you, basketball. No, so. no, it's fine. It's basketball. It's always yeah. it's it's alive. It's always moving. You know. Yeah, but they're, they're <laughs> one of the teams that I think is so, as they just racked with injuries and the Pacers are always like just just getting enough bad luck. They're like uh, they're like any team that Chris Paul's on, except for this year. <laughs> Well, and that, but that is also yet to be determined the, the Phoenix suns, how we're going to perceive that entire year. But I I just feel like, you know, with the Pacers, I really thought that win against the Hornets was in some ways very much a moral victory, you know, because they had all that bad press around Nate Bjorkren and their assistant coach, Greg Foster, and, you know, everything was crumbling around them. And I think like in a weird way, that game really like let everybody know, like, okay, like things maybe aren't as bad as they seem. Not to say that Nate's going to keep his job, but I just think like, to me, I saw that very much as a moral victory, but who knows? Tonight's game could change everything. Well, now, I, I don't know if you've ever been interviewed on your own show, but I really missed out on a lot of the intricacies of what was going on there. All I remember hearing was, I think it was William Liu talking on the Raptors podcast, or I don't remember who it was that called it a hit piece, this thing that came out about him and how he'd lost the team, but... There's things I'm there's information I'm missing about what happened in the is there is there definitive like stories or is it all kind of uh, uh, well talking? I, I'm happy to brief you. Um, okay, so essentially, uh, Bleacher Report came out with this scathing. Those scoundrels. 
a, a legitimately scathing report on Nate Bjorkren, basically saying that he was difficult to work with, a poor communicator, very passive aggressive. I'm paraphrasing here a bit. Oh. Um, but basically that um, that he had completely lost the locker room. All the players were against him. Uh, oh. They alleged that TJ Warren requested a trade when they hired Nate Bjorkren because he allegedly had a bad experience when he was an assistant years ago with the Phoenix Suns. No uh, there was a story about how Nate Bjorkren was uh, freaking out over the de-icing of a plane because it was taking too long and it took like several people to calm him down. Like, no, like we have to let them de-ice the plane. We're going to die if they don't de-ice the plane. Like, just well, who among it... us hasn't been? <laughs> who among us hasn't been frustrated at an airport? Needs to happen. I mean, although that's good to know because I like Nate and now I like him a little bit less, less knowing that he doesn't consider well, the science of um what planes <laughs> have to do to get in the air because that's a real line in the sand there are two kinds of people in the world people who respect aeronautics and uh and, and aerospace and people who don't i mean that's legit i mean i've been on a plane being like i'm on a plane and that's very cool and yeah. actually like appreciates what it takes for me to be on a plane yes but and uh yeah comes up okay you, i have to wait because otherwise you can't fly because we might die cool yeah, like oh, we can I, fly today. <laughs> okay, that's cool too because we might die. Cool, I'll come back. Um, as a Raptors fan, you should know that Nick Nurse uh, defended Nate. He said, okay. "Oh, there was another Raptors-related rumor in the report that apparently everyone had to go through Nate if they wanted to communicate anything to Nick." And he was like micromanaging everyone's communication with Nick Nurse. And then Nick Nurse said that that was flat out like not true at all. Wow. Um, this is and scary. that everybody in Toronto only had positive experiences with Nate and stuff like that. So there, so on the Toronto end, people have come out and spoken uh, on Nate Bjorkren's on his favor. But uh, from the Pacer side, at least in my algorithms of the internet, I have not mm -hmm. stumbled upon <laughs> any uh, favorable talk of him on, on that end. I mean, um, I think it's just like, you know what, like at that point, you, you just got to accept that like it hasn't worked out and you have to save or salvage as much of your career as you can really. I mean, I've worked on things that uh, where, you know, you're, you're thrown into a tight situation and very little ramp up or People have heard of you from different dynamics and like these things don't have to be like one person is toxic for mm -hmm. it to not work out. You know what I mean? You think about like the rigors of being on a, on a, on a, a basketball team, whatever the team is, it's got to be, you know, if you don't click, you don't click. Like there, it could be something on the first day, like, mm, I don't like the way that that was weird. I mean, the idea of passive aggression, I wouldn't imagine like, what do you, okay, fine. Run your play. I don't care. Go ahead. No, 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 it's fine. <laughs> Yeah, Bobby, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, ice cream one. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, we don't need to hit a three pointer. No, it's totally fine. Go ahead, Go ahead TJ. You know, I can't imagine. But yeah, that's uh, so anyway, that just adds to Indiana's been through a lot and they're currently down 16 with three minutes left in the second quarter. Although that game was so just, I really, I was so excited about the potential for Westbrook to play against Harden. I know. I, let's one. talk about the the Wizards uh, Celtics yeah. matchup. I was so disappointed. This was the only time in my life I could honestly say I was rooting for the Wizards, and it went horribly wrong. <laughs> sure, well, they've they've been you know they've been a, a, a thorn in the Raptors' side for some. Yeah, time. I mean it took Except them facing the regular season, regular season overtime wins, but. 
Yeah, I mean, and it took them facing the Celtics, who have also been a thorn in our side. Sure, the, but no, the 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 Boston is an abscess. That's not something. Yeah, that's yeah. something that's leaking inside of us. Basically, uh, but yeah, you know, and you figured uh, it, there was a path, like because of the kind of uh, trajectory of who's on the Wizards now, and even bought. Not to say that it's a you know Jalen Brown getting hurt obviously is, is terrible for them, but it seemed like mm-hmm. they had a a chance. Mm-hmm. And if it was, I also like not because of injury, but one of the things I predicted just to dovetail into later stuff was a, uh, I picked the Celtics to miss the playoffs and that almost could have happened. I just, it was just purely based on, I was thinking they lost Hayward Kemba's hurt. And it seems like it's not a hundred percent working out. There's a chance. This season's been so messed up anyway with who's. Like, I how thought tight Boston was going to be really good this year. I was very well, wrong go. about that. No, very hey, wrong. I mean, they are, but it's just you know, this whole, it's been a crazy season, you know? You, yeah, you, I mean, and then Jalen Brown Tatum for the the goes off for 50. And like, look, like all these teams, I have to say, like this is their moment to say face with their fans because no one's beating Brooklyn in the first round. Nobody, nobody. But for, yeah. uh, from a fan perspective, it would have been the most fun to watch the Wizards lose four games straight. <laughs> Ooh, but imagine if it had gone to six somehow and Russell's just hanging triple doubles. And oh, man. Scoring, just still scoring 40 and they can't defend <laughs> Davis Bertans. He's hitting three and, you know, just I don't know. I don't know. It would have been fun. The the yeah. the. the, the you could say, like, you know, they've said publicly they're still friends and stuff. It seems like the, the situation in Houston got are. kind of well, not not Durant. Oh, and, Harden and Westbrook. Westbrook. But Harden yeah, and yeah. Westbrook, I think they're still, you know, the friendship transcends basketball to some extent. But ooh, wouldn't you have wanted to watch that? Come on. Yeah. That showdown. Yeah. Well, like yeah, regular is- season Thunder uh, Wizard uh, Warriors games went the way they did. Like that was that would have been technical mm. city. I mean, this is one of those situations where you're like, come on, NBA, couldn't you just rig this once? Yeah, you rig, rig something <laughs> in our favor a little bit. Just give it a little, you know what I mean? Yeah. You, you, called, all, know, you called all those offensive ticky-tack fouls on the Warriors against the Lakers last night. You know what you're doing. Yeah, I mean, Boston, look, they had a great game. Jason Tatum had a great game. They were falling apart in that yeah. game. Like, they, they, they need time, and they're not going to have it. And... Mm-hmm. I don't think that series is going uh, definitely not more than six games, but we're going to predict the series uh, a bit later on. Okay. We can talk a bit about, um, I mean, Memphis Spurs. It was fun. It was nice as a Raptors fan to kind of see Jonas Valanciunas go up against DeMar DeRozan. Like yeah. it was fun for our nostalgia, but it was, you know, good game. At least it was close. I don't really have much to say about it. I'll say Memphis is on the, the way up in a big way. I think they're going to be a part of like, if, if Jackson could oh, stay I'm excited for their future, John sure. Moran and even Dylan Brooks, like, you know, I don't know. It's a great team. And uh, I, 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 Jonas is putting up double doubles, 2020s. You know what I mean? Like I had him on two uh, basketball pool teams this year and he is like, I've been in oh, that's amazing. More, more so than the average Raptor, former Raptor. I've, I've just been waiting for him to become an all-star. And I really think it could happen next year. Like he's, he looks so good out there. That's a, that's actually a really fun uh prediction i really like that okay i have a very random spontaneous raptors haterate question to ask you uh do you regret the marcus all trade (laughs) this is the biggest you want to watch the world burn question you can ask to any raptors fan i've decided (laughs) no absolutely not no are you crazy i mean would it have been interesting to see if they could do that 
with Jonas and Don Wright, who's still, you know, clearly like it's still uh, a good team, a fantastic point guard, and it's still a good team. And we see Jay Miles too, but no, I don't think he take you know, Marcus all was doing things out there. Like Mark Marcus all taught me how to appreciate basketball more. You know what I mean? Like he that's taught beautiful. me all the things that happened. Did you say that's beautiful? Yeah, it is beautiful. <laughs> like he he you know like they were busting out stats and and like you know the points assists from the elbow and trying to understand like a point center mm. and and you had to you had to you had to really watch it and it's really actually kind of uh sucks the way he's been kind of is it railroaded is that the right term i don't know what the right term is but you know yeah, you could say like that a bit dismissed yeah. as an afterthought dismissed, in la yeah. and the same way that they did you know uh, uh, load management wasn't a huge league-wide scandal when Kawhi was a Raptor, but he gets to the Clippers to a month later, and it's like this is a problem. The league has mm-hmm, to deal with mm-hmm. it. But then you know what I mean. The spotlight's on him so much more. Like Gasol, you know, he does a very nuanced thing out there. And you know, and I think when you're in in Lakerland, it's it's like a lot of blunt instruments analyzing the team. And uh, if yeah. you're not like the fact that I just saw this stat, stat he hasn't played half the last. 15 16 games or something like that and it's well not since he hasn't played hardly at all since the andre drummond trade he yeah basically took all or and sorry the, Her- the buy-in harold Her- hasn't yeah. either he's been uh yeah he took been... a huge chunk of their minutes yeah i will say this i don't think Gasol is who he was two years ago like i think he has taken a, a bit of a step back just age mm-hmm. but you're right. And I think like he was so um, instrumental in that Sixer series that it's hard to oh, yeah. say, he, would we have gotten he, past that series with JV? But I'm just like, I really... adopted Joel Embiid, which is the nicest thing that a grown yes, man can do. Is he really did. Another adult male as their son. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he really did. And it's kind of like, it's, yeah, I think it's unfortunate how things are playing out for him in LA. Although, yeah, it is. I don't have a counter to that. I, I really no, you know, I just say like, I mean, I think that if we had gotten to the finals and lost, you might have been like, oh, could we have used some more athletic presence? But we won the championship. Every move they made was right. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm yeah. not, I'm not, I can't sit here and say like, yeah, I wish. They oh, here's he, here's a slight controversial opinion. Okay, I look I look back at that. The last bit of JV season now mm-hmm. with the Raptors. Yeah. And I wonder, did Nick Nurse really know how to utilize this guy? Well, because we we're say. seeing him excel in Memphis in a way that I don't think any of us knew was really possible. Like a 20 yeah, and 20 really guy. Have, they don't have the front court. Like he's been pressed into more service, I think, because Jackson has been hurt all year and mm-hmm. kind of as a stat, like, you know what I mean? I don't think he was getting the, listen, I've had the, I, I've been a Jonas apologist since Casey was giving him like, I remember games where he would be like <laughs> double, double at the half, three minutes played second half. And it's like, what, what is, what needs to happen? And mm-hmm. I'm not going to sit here and say, I know more than these coaches, but uh, you know, on the outside looking in, it seemed strange that he wasn't getting, the the full run but there's something's happened in memphis over the last couple of years where he's really been able to establish himself because of the way you know it's a very guard uh heavy offense over there right so he's kind of doing something in the in the from the center position that like you know we have pascal we had surge like there's mm-hmm. other guys that were uh taking up space in the front court that i think it's more about opportunity but i did i did always think he should have played more when he was here there were times where i just didn't understand why he wasn't doing more but then you see you know, there were some teams he was clearly outmatched and that seems to be changing a little bit because he's like leaned up, you know what I mean? It's like the opposite of like, yeah, like when Matt Sundin, weird reach here, but when he was <laughs> on the Nordiques, 
he was all like flash and scoring. He was like Yarmir Yager. Then he gets to the Leafs and he bulks up and he becomes like a power forward. Jonas has gone the opposite way. You know what I mean? Like he's hitting threes and he's faster. He's smarter. You know what I mean? So maybe that just takes time. Well, yeah, I, I was going to say that, like, I felt like the narratives around him were he's too much of an old school center, blah, blah, blah. And I feel like we, he goes to Memphis and his game doesn't change that dramatically. But like you said, it was an opportunity and yeah. it ended up being a really great fit for him. Long I think story he was short, going I'm very in happy that for him. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I've, I've been a huge fan of his since we got him. And I mean, the funny athletes is a jewel to not be underappreciated and he is one of the funniest mm. people i've ever witnessed in sports you know what i mean like the guy and in a weird way he's like the troublemaker funny you know what i mean like just like he was he's like joe be a genie or like you know even kyle's like that like he's a shit disturber you know what i mean like he finds <laughs> these weird little ways to to sneak in and be hilarious and he's yeah, I I, I I love Jonas. I I I had pipe dreams about maybe he won't fit in Memphis's timeline and we can get him back, but I don't think that's, that's gone. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's talk about the Lakers Golden State Warriors game. Okay, this was so much fun. I I actually I legitimately screamed a little when LeBron <laughs> made that shot. I was like, oh, oh. like I, I did. I, I think I just went like, ooh. Yeah, because it was like it was a deep three and just over Curry. And it's like Curry's the guy you expect to make that shot. And then LeBron yeah. does it over him. And then he's like, I can't see. I can't see. Oh, yeah. All that stuff. happened. All that, that drama. Prime theater. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, prime theater. It really yeah. made me feel like, oh, my God, basketball's fun again, because there's a lot of this season I haven't really enjoyed. And then that sure. happened. And I was like, oh, I really enjoy basketball again. Well, it's tricky, you know, because not to uh, to look at the context of it in a way to bring it down, but, you know, he was railing against um, there's been a lot of commentary this year about what what's good for the league and what's good for the players. And, I, you know, I hate these things where people are like, well, they agreed to it. But, it, you know, it's 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 worked out way, I think, worse for a lot of teams. And you look mm -hmm. at players getting sick, like literally. Get mm -hmm. contracting a potentially deadly virus and then going back on a basketball court three weeks later or whatever the case is and more if your towns or you know De'Aaron Fox they they had him in the protocols and he just I think recently acknowledged that he had it like same with Fred mm -hmm. he Fred Van Vliet he said that he you know he was in the protocols but he didn't acknowledge that he actually was sick until he came back you yeah. know so I think I think LeBron's whole thing about the play in being bad for the league yeah you kind of got to take the guy like on some level i feel a little guilty enjoying these playing games because the point is you can't rest your guys if you're busy trying to qualify for seventh or eighth and you know what i mean like it just it just changes the trajectory and the guys had two ankle injuries and maybe wouldn't have come back mm -hmm. uh, when he did if they if they were like locked into seventh place and didn't have to worry about playing for their playoff lives but yeah i mean in a vacuum great game disappointing but came right down the way i was cheering for the i'm just i'm cheering for boston and la to not make the playoffs that's my whole thing <laughs> <laughs> i was i mean it was sitting right there could you imagine how fun that would have been if the lakers somehow missed it would the have playoffs? been so explosive show me a so better narrative explosive. who wants to see the lakers go back to the finals I, i'm not interested unless you're from la no offense to anybody who likes the lakers but it's been done it's enough already well give me a give me a phoenix uh give me a phoenix atlanta final <laughs> <laughs> yeah no that's not i mean half of that could happen but 
I was hoping for a Phoenix versus Warriors first round because I thought that would be more fun. Yeah. Then and then you'd have Jazz Lakers. Yeah. Rather than yeah, I just thought those are better matchups just from pure entertainment value purposes. Yeah, for sure. And there's a lot of marquee matchups at like the showdown positions. Is Donovan Mitchell healthy? Is he back? I'm not sure. Let me Google he was that. Out, right he was now out for a bit too, but yeah, you know, it's um it's gonna be so it's gonna be Suns, it's gonna be Suns, Lakers, and Jazz, and whoever wins. Memphis could win tomorrow, by the way. Like Golden State's not guaranteed. Oh, yeah, for sure. No. Memphis could win. Yeah. I mean, that was the other thing, too, because it's like Memphis is such an exciting team, but I'm not done watching Steph Curry in the playoffs. And if anything, no. I miss watching the Golden State Warriors in the playoffs. Yeah, I don't I, I think it was um they're they they're they're, they're, they're an underdog um, story. Donovan Mitchell will return in time for the playoffs. Hey, there you go. Okay, good. He needs he needs some more because he got hurt last time in the playoffs too, right? Yeah. Um, he had it. There's so many guys to root for. It's really so much fun. But yeah. um, this yeah. is just off of a quick Google update. So if something changes, it changes. But in any case, right. um, yeah. yeah I, I, like the, I like the plan in a regular season uh, when it's that extra thing. I like it. You know what I mean? When there's more rest and it's not as tight a season and not this many like marquee players are getting hurt for huge uh mm-hmm. chunks of time I'm, I'm i love an extra round to to root for somebody to make it that might not make i mean look we we were in contention even for the last few weeks you know yeah it's yeah. true Let, let's move on to the playoffs because you just mentioned you were okay. rooting for the milwaukee bucks to not make the playoffs no 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 i i i picked boston to miss the playoffs i just thought there oh, okay. was a chance that they could slip and it got it was pretty close but they're gonna make it and uh when I realized the Lakers had fallen to seventh, I got very excited about the notion that they might not because, you know, as my friend said, ESPN might go out of business. Like just, it's just, I think that's, you know, people cheer for the best players. I get that. But I think the drama of a shocker teams is always going to trump the best oh, yeah. players making. Cause every team has a marquee guy. Like you look down the line from East and West, there's some, somebody who's going to be like a transcendent player to some extent. You know what I mean? Even if it's, if we're talking about like Trey Young or Karis LeVert or something like that, like there's still, there's a guy on each team you would pay to watch. So I think it's mm-hmm. fun to put anybody. I mean, I feel bad for the Nuggets because Jamal Murray being out. But then maybe the Blazers can beat them in the first round. You know what I mean? I think we could cheer for Norm. It's always fun. There's a lot of X-Raptors out there. A lot of X-Raptors root for. Yeah. Uh, which playoff series are you looking forward to the most? Um, in the first round, you mean? Yeah, yeah. I guess. Which playoff are you looking forward to the most? I think... I think it would probably. I think it would be Denver, Portland, because there's no team coming out of that that I would be disappointed. That's so funny. That's probably going to be like the NBA TV game, like not the one yeah. that's on ESPN, because that's the, always the Raptors. And for sure, this year that's going to be the Denver, Portland game. I have put. I've used this analogy to uh, that, that like the the NBA that the, the marquee teams are like Justin Bieber and they're Katy Perry and they're Drake and you like hear them a thousand <laughs> times a day you know what I mean only in only in sports is the most popular thing considered the best you know what I mean like in mm. music people tr- like fall all over themselves trying to find the obscure band that nobody heard of and as a Raptor fan I can relate to that you know what I mean <laughs> so I feel like Denver and Portland are kind of in the same pocket of like not getting the same attention, not getting the same love. If you're a, you know, a, a big basketball fan, that's one thing, but for ratings and you're not selling a showdown 
on Nikola Jokic, which by the way, I think they could really, he's again, another hilarious, unbelievably good basketball player, mm-hmm. but yeah, I'm always rooting for something you weren't expecting something shocking, like bring it on. So well, yeah, and hey, there's, there's Dame time. So you never know. Well, that too. Like I want him to make it far. Uh, I, I want, um, I mean, I think, I think everything is second to Chris Paul this year because I think the eventual final showdown will be Nets sons and james harden are you kidding me where i mean is that's that what a, I think is that that's that's a legit opinion that's my prediction it's going to be Nets sons are Nets you mad at me sons Nets sons who do you think well, okay well who do you have do you want me to explain why i think that's the Please. best because i'm always i'm you know I'm, I'm looking for the best interpersonal narrative is there a better story than chris paul first of all now they have to beat the lakers who Chris In Paul would have been a round. Laker. It would have Chris Paul would have been a Laker if David Stern hadn't vetoed that trade. Wow, so a. long ago. So yeah, long okay, ago. but still, like he'd still be a Laker so I mean, long ago. <laughs> I mean, you know, people don't just leave the Lakers. <laughs> but um, uh, you know, given and, and also just like his injuries on the Rockets uh, when they were on the verge of beating the Warriors all those years. And, you know, the flip side of everybody who thought the Raptors championship deserved an asterisk because Mm -hmm. the Warriors were hurt as if the Warriors didn't get lucky with injuries to other teams in the playoffs and not saying Harden. I mean, you could say that about any team. Yeah, absolutely. But for some reason, you know, again, this is a Raptors focus. Like, of course, of course, people, people dumped all over. Like we never would have won if they were healthy. Uh Uh-huh. And this is something that happens in sports. You beat the, you beat the, the Cavs when Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving were both hurt. So yeah, uh, I think Harden versus Paul in the NBA finals is the best player on player showdown that there is. That's, that's my take. Because Harden More got so than like basically a, taken out of Houston and now they finally meet each other in the finals. Ooh, it's going to be good. That's my pick. I mean, I see. Okay. I, I see your point, right? but you don't think that like LeBron versus Kevin Durant. No. And the, like all the stars as much as i can say this and versus still, kyrie can, irving come on as much as okay yeah sure 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 yeah right okay now you see now you're but you're on the same wavelength as i am but i would rather chris paul make the finals for the first time than lebron james make the finals for the 10th time okay that's my take no i, really, I, I like opinions right based on emotions the I clippers do. were right there <laughs> the, the rockets were there several times with paul and he just couldn't stay healthy and it's been a mark of his career and it hasn't happened this year, and I'm hoping it doesn't happen. I mean, you're not, you're I absolutely mean, right. The, the Lakers going out in the first round would put that entire franchise in an absolute tailspin. And I would love that. <laughs> they put they, that team was made in a microwave. What do I care? You know yeah. what I mean? They yeah. look at Julius Randle. It's look a good at, expression. At, thank you very much. Look at Brandon Ingram. They could have had a pretty good team that's, you know, I, I, and I'm not even saying this like with like, maybe I was, um, uh, resentful or bitter towards the Lakers success a little bit last year, because it just seemed like, you know, sheer will forced those two players together and everyone else was just like whoever they could catch off the waiver wire. But, you know, to upgrade with Schroeder and her Harrell mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Gasol and then, uh, and Wes Matthews, but then to bring in Drummond and kind of mess it all up a little bit. And the team is still very much exposed when LeBron's out. I think it's enough already with that, with that. That's what I think. That's All right. Thing. I would like to also the Clippers to lose in the first round so they can, you know, have a lot of existential problems in that situation. Yeah. I, I mean, I, you and I fully agree. I love that. And I think the, the, the series I'm 
least excited for well i don't want to jump ahead um okay just speaking first round yeah okay series that i am the most excited for Mm. i think is the milwaukee bucks versus the miami heat i think the stakes for milwaukee are so high oh yeah like the if Bucks, they don't the get past that series, and it's going to be the toughest first round out, I think. The Heat, the Heat could win that series. The Heat could easily win the series, and it's like if the Bucks lose, I mean, Budenholzer fired. Oh yeah. Like what happened? Like Giannis there's, has there's, signed his extension, but that doesn't mean he can't one day demand a trade. Holiday's signed for five years too, isn't he? Like they're locked in. Middleton signed. Yeah, they're locked in. They're really locked in. There's not a lot of player movement they can really make without taking some really big swings. And And we're in uh, the Houston Rockets territory where they like are trading, you know, for like a guy for five picks and a whole bunch of basically, you know, like they'll look at the Harden trade. Not that I think they would blow it up this year or anything like that. Like I don't think they would blow it up, but I think like. I mean, you might even look at some front office firings at that point. Yeah, I mean, I, I love Drew Holiday. I think I think that the I haven't watched a lot of Bucks games this year, but they don't. I, they're not. I'm not sold on them or Philadelphia when the chips are down, which is why I think I'd rather Same. cheer for the Super Team. That honestly is too fun to think of as a concept to root against. I feel like that's just my take on Brooklyn. Like, I, I, if people are. If people think like Brooklyn is what's wrong with the NBA or whatever, go ahead, go nuts. But on this, for whatever it is, I'm just like, yes, sure. Put those three all-stars together. I'm rooting for Blake. Like, am I Blake Griffin faces Chris Paul this in the NBA thing. finals? Blake, okay. You've got, you, you've, I forgot about the Blake Griffin. And DeAndre Jordan's on that team too. It's like a Clippers reunion. Yeah, it is. Right? To me, to me, Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan, a lot of people have kind of, not like DeAndre Jordan as much recently, but those two for me make the Nets likable. Oh, for sure. Well, I mean, I they also... are the Nets redeeming qualities. Well, you know, like if you think about a very flawed human being, yeah, and then you're they, like, what are their all... redeeeming qualities? It's Blake Griffin <laughs> and DeAndre. Jordan. Well, hang on a second. I'm not gonna. I don't want to get too serious on you, but I think uh, I love Kyrie Irving. And I love Kevin Durant for both of them being as human as any one of us on our best or worst. Okay, day. that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Why you don't like you? Don't, you're not a Kyrie Irving fan. <sighs> I don't know. This is There's moments when I really like him and moments mm-hmm. when I really don't. But I mean, the fact and that he, same like, with Kevin Durant. Questions, he can for get me, asked, I like, miss I miss little backpack Kevin Durant. I bet he still has a little backpack somewhere. I don't know. I think those days are gone. What is he using? Coach bags now? What's he got? <laughs> but you know what i mean like like i i just i miss the old kd that's not Um, that's not a good take but yeah well no hey you can you're entitled to it but i mean isn't he still the old kd he's still getting into fights on twitter like the the i feel like when i mean by the old kd i mean the old old kd i mean you're the real mvp mom kd Right. Well, people got to grow up at some point. <laughs> I don't know if there. you can call it growing up. I, I think mean, he grew sideways a little. I think showing <laughs> well, here's my take and I, I'm comfortable with it is that uh, first of all, I think Kyrie Irving is uh, like almost unto himself. Like the, the, you want to talk about player empowerment. First of all, also sidebar, you wouldn't rather Kyrie make the, play, the NBA finals and LeBron doesn't like, wouldn't that be kind of satisfying on some level that LeBron wasn't there? No, you're, but you're a LeBron hater. I'm not a LeBron hater. It's just enough already. I get it. 
I get, you know what? I get why. Okay, like, I've really I won. I've won 80 on LeBron James. I used to be a LeBron hater and now I'm not. Now I just really want to see him take it. Well, sure. Cause he didn't, he didn't humiliate us. And he, he hasn't humiliated us. Yeah. He moved to years. the Western conference, which was a big deal. He didn't spin a basketball in church in our faces and take a drink from like a beer. People, in the first stopped, row. <laughs> people stopped saying Lebronto. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's hard to, to enjoy somebody who's uh, actively abusing you. <laughs> you know but I mean? it used to be my favorite villain you know like i used to sure. think like i'm gonna miss rooting against this guy one day because yeah. he has been really fun to root against all these years yeah and, but now that he's in the western conference i kind of look at him i look at his life i look at like you know he's this family guy he had all these high expectations at a high school you know has really gone through his life without any like major scandals like is a stand-up guy in his communities, writing yeah. kids' books. I'm like, you know right. what? This is actually like a good, decent person to. Oh, root hold on. For. I mean, you can say the same about Durant and Kyrie. They all they have their philanthropists. They're uh, socially conscious. I mean, Kyrie Irving makes a point. Yes, you're point right about all, that. But I will also say that I like I respect when people argue. People's arguing like, oh, it's you know, he signed a contract. He's supposed to talk to the press. That holds no water with me. So if someone wants no, to ask him about the about. game, and he goes, you know what? It's not my main focus right now because he wants to talk about Gaza or he wants to talk about uh, Derek Chauvin or he wants to talk about anything else in the world. Like that's that's an opportunity for people to think of. I don't know. He's just I, I, I've I've come around. Okay, this is really... this is how. OK, on one hand, I agree with you. On the other hand, this. OK, this is the part that I, that maybe I don't like about Kyrie. because he went to a birthday party and he didn't tell anybody. Is that what it is? No, didn't feel like well, coming to work. I, for a I didn't of like that, but that wasn't what I was going to say. <laughs> I didn't. I, I, th I don't like, I don't know. I think there are some people when they, when they talk about social justice issues or they uh -oh. talk about whatever they want, right? Like outside of basketball, uh -huh. they're totally fine. And then there's something about the way Kyrie talks about it that rubs me the wrong way. Like, it's Ooh. just, I don't know why. Like, it's just, it comes off like, like he is the almighty and I'm supposed to like worship him in a way I like that. It. I don't get from other people. See, I don't get almighty. I just get like all you have to do to seem like a, a, a rebel is kind of take a deep breath and, and challenge. Like, why do I have to do this? Why do I have to answer the questions you ask me? And I, I think, I think it's, I think for every day that you ever felt like I don't want to do whatever it is I'm supposed to do today. Now add and add an element to that where you actually have an impact socially. And I think that's what you're looking at with him. To, so I think he actually wow. in a different, in a different, maybe a different lane. Cause I also can't speak to his philanthropy aside from uh, the millions of dollars he gave to like WNBA players yeah, and, and uh, in support of BLM and everything else. Like, I don't know. I just, I, I, I have nothing but good things to say about Kyrie Irving. If he's, I, you know, look at Jose Batista. I love, a, I love an ornery hero. <laughs> I love a guy who's like, my favorite Blue Jays player of all time is Tony Fernandez, who was just like a grump at the best of times. You know what I mean? Or George Bell. Like, I like, I like when someone's not afraid to show that they're not necessarily uh, pristine all the time. You well, with your with your last point about referring to him as a bit of a rebel, you started to you you won me over a bit with that. I will yeah. admit. You want me because that gave me a new perspective. So I appreciate how many that. more interviews do we need where someone's just like, yeah, I thought we really did great in the first half. And so I'm no, all of that. I've never cared for any of that. Yeah, yeah we've never needed that. I give agree. me as much other stuff to hear you talk about in the post game as as you want. Yeah. You know?
And he's also his activism and his leadership, I don't think can be denied. I get what you're saying about tone, but I think that tone only gets framed that way. Because... No, people are going to think I'm racist. Now. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> Cut this part right out. It's totally fine. No, That's the, it's no I won't. I won't. It's I'm not afraid. Show. I'm not afraid to be wrong. I'm not afraid. No, but I get, I, you know, I get this, but I, I, I've, I've been like, uh, I feel like I'm helping him run for city comptroller or something like that. Like I really stump for Kyrie. And I think he appreciates it. Yeah, for sure. Well, we're hoping <laughs> to get those votes. All right. Well, okay. I will say this. Uh, I'm with you in that. I do very much think the Brooklyn Nets are going to make it to the NBA finals. I see a very easy path for them to win the whole thing. And maybe Uh, not lose a game. They could, yeah, they could, they could easily bulldoze through this entire thing. Uh, I've never doubted them from that perspective. I did maybe early January, like when Kyrie wasn't showing up and then they traded for Harden, like, you know, there was a moment there where it was like, are they going to get this together? But it's clear that the, the talent pool on that team is just too much. Well, I mean, you know, they've played what 180 minutes together as a trio. So it's not like, like Harden's been out for most of the last month. So yeah, there could be there could be a shock that happens, but that, that team's also going to stay together for a while. So I feel like if it doesn't happen now, you know what I mean? Like, I think that's part of the the weird perspective that has been offered to us this season. Like, I'm not mad at anything that's happened to the Raptors, because, first of all, people are getting over potentially de- deadly viruses. But mm. at the same time, it's like, well, wait, what's what, what could happen next? Maybe something will happen next year. You know what I mean? There's a really it's it's and maybe that. And also we won a championship. Is that like or they won a championship? It's like. Isn't that what we watch sports for? You know, mm-hmm, it's like mm-hmm. if they have a down year, it's like, OK, well, you get them next time. You know, there's all these, especially in the NBA, that's with all this like uh, the Stephen A. Smith's and the, all the punditry and the 24 hour turnaround and what's wrong with this team. It's like some teams have to lose, you know. So if a team loses, they just it's because the other team won. It doesn't mean like there's something mm-hmm. fundamentally wrong with that team. They just didn't win that game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Look at me. I'm just, I'm meditating all through this No, podcast. I love it. I love it. It's very <laughs> Kyrie of you. Thank you very much. Thank you. You know um, what? I'm what, not going to thank you because you're welcome. There you go. I flipped it. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's exactly what I don't like about Kyrie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get it. I get it. I mean, it, you know, imagine the ego it takes to feel like to the confidence you have to find in yourself to be able to do what uh, professional athletes do for a living. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I, I barely got out of bed this morning. <laughs> I mean, I, I should probably appreciate it more than I do, but uh, I which... like the wrestling aspect of it. Don't get me wrong. As players, I love it. If you got a villain, sure. I, I'm, I'm and it makes for LeBron's good theater. It makes for good too. theater. It makes for good podcasting. I'm sure Kyrie, I could credit to many a topic on this podcast this season, yeah. and for that, I am very grateful. Well, and he's, um, he's he's a he's a big subscriber and supporter of your podcast, I believe, right? He's like... <laughs> I, that would be incredible he retweets a lot he mentioned if, he, it. if i if i found out he was listening to me and then was using it for motivation yeah. <laughs> you're the haters yeah just this this woman with this native nasally cadence up in canada huge crush on nick nurse huge crush on nick nurse just yeah. destroying my life um <laughs> <laughs> As, but okay so have, i think going back to bucks eat i think you're absolutely right that the, he could upset that's Matt. yeah that's the, yeah. the first round series to watch uh let's wrap up our playoff talk by okay. saying which series are we least looking forward to or will possibly tune out of completely um i mean i feel like watching nick's hawks is gonna be like 
it's just like practice a little bit, but I am also happy for those teams to make the playoffs. You know what I mean? Like well, one of those teams is going to make the second round. Which I know. Is incredible. I know. And then they have to play. They would play. Well, yeah. Uh, one of those Brooklyn, teams is right? getting swept oh, no, in the second round. Yeah. Philly. Although I but just, maybe I not, wanna... maybe not a sweep, but yeah, yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. I don't know what to think. I got Philly's friends who are gotta... fans who are like worried because they really don't think the Knicks are going to keep anybody that they have, nor should they is the sentiment I'm getting. Like, so interesting. It's all seems very, very uh, impermanent what's going on in New York, but Atlanta at least is building towards something. And so, yeah, I don't know. I think, um, I think any series delay. Uh, well, the series I'm looking forward to the least is uh, Clippers Mavericks because I thank you. I'm still, I'm still hurting and it's not over. And yeah. it's not, you know, I processed it, but I just don't need to think about the LA Clippers anymore. Thank you. And I don't want them to win anything. I just want, I, just, I don't want anyone to get hurt. I just don't need, I would like it if at the end of this two year uh, twisted experiment, the Clippers had one playoff round win. That would be satisfying. I can't fan. wait to watch the Clippers just crash and burn, twist up like broken metal. I mm-hmm. don't want to see this team succeed at all. I'm with you on that a thousand percent. This is the series I don't care for don't feel the need to tune into i might tune into it but i haven't watched a clippers game like this year i can't do uh, it i actually can't yeah, do it yeah I mean, it's I, too I, weird uh i yeah i do this there's a part of me i still love Sergi baka weirdly that's made it harder to think about the clippers because yes, i have to almost pretend I he's agree. not there like he's just like dad's just gone on vacation for a while like he's not yeah yeah it's someone you still care for but it's yeah. just too it's too hard to talk about and again it's, um, not, it's just sports rivalry stuff it would just be very satisfying to me knowing that like he walked away from a three-peat yeah you know what i mean for yeah. for, for one playoff round win over two years and now let's move on to our raptors homer moment so our regular season is over uh we had our uh post regular season press conferences masai jiri had a very emotional uh press conference he 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 broke down at one point it's a you know what it's it's worth watching it's like 40 something minutes long on youtube if you watch the whole thing you Um, watch the whole thing i watched the whole thing pandemic pandemic baby i'm actually very busy but i somehow found the time to watch sure well hey you're you're dedicated i get it i'm dedicated i also didn't imply that you weren't busy i apologize no no it's okay i haven't been busy for a really long time and then i recently uh got like a cool gig and i'm staffed on a on a new show as a writer so that's amazing isn't it weird to be busy for the first time in a long time you forget how to do it it's so weird yeah Yeah. like i'm taking naps in the afternoon in a way i never did (laughs) yeah <laughs> while at work are you were you, you work well, I'm working from home, from home. Yeah. I'm working from home that's yeah. why you to talk about what it is is that uh I think I can it's it's uh, it's gonna be a, a new show on CBC called son of a critch starring Mark Critch about his life oh, growing man, up man. in Newfoundland I wish you'd let me guess who it was about before you said that but that's great. oh I'm sorry yeah Congratulations. I thought that's amazing yeah thanks so yeah it's gonna be like the wonder years like 80s Newfoundland Oh, great. He's hilarious. That'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually, I think, I think it's legitimately going to be good. There's been a lot of stories. Well, I mean, he wrote a book about his life, so he already has so many of the stories. Yeah. 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 It is tough that with Canadian TV, you do have to add the word legitimately. (laughs) Oh, that's brutal that I did that. No, no, we all have to dig at it. We all, we all understand. I I have high hopes. It could be good. Yeah. I have high hopes. You never know what happens, right? Like from this stage to the time it gets like 
package together, you know, yeah. a lot of changes can happen, but currently I remain hopeful. <laughs> well, that's exciting. I would assume if anybody has close to creative autonomy at the CBC, it would be Mark Critch. So that's great. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Uh, yeah. Masai, so anyway, we're talking about Masai <laughs> and Masai Ujiri had this lengthy uh, press conference. You know, he said a lot of things. He essentially said that um, that he wants to win. He wants to win in Toronto. Um, he didn't explicitly say I want to stay, but he kind of my interpretation of the press conference was him sort of publicly saying what he wants um the management mlsc management to commit to as far as winning in toronto is concerned mm -hmm. um and it was nice it was just nice to hear from him he has such a um a leadership a leader vibe to him like you just it's it's very uh, <laughs> unlike Kyrie, i find it very easy to be captivated by Messiah. <laughs> Well, yes, he does. I would say, you know, Kyrie is an individualist to a fault. I think he makes a point of putting himself, you know, thinking of himself to a fault, maybe. I get yeah, what you're saying. I don't know. I mean, I'm yeah. sure my Raptors bias is in there, too, but I just, of course, yeah, he has a like, way he, of he, captivating. He cried from people. hearing about compliments. I mean, that's pretty spectacular. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he cried he from hearing the nice things that the Raptors are saying about him, which is, I think that's been the whole thing that we've had as fans to, to appreciate this whole time is it's really been again, not that, you know, we're, we're an afterthought a lot of the time, except if we are, uh, we have Kawhi Leonard or we just won a championship. And unlike teams like the Clippers and Lakers weren't built in uh, a microwave of hubris. Mm -hmm. uh, and you know what I mean? Like another like, microwave reference. Yeah. Well, that, that was, what the have full, you been eating lately? That was the full reference. A lot of, uh, a lot of uh, Amy's burritos. Um, <laughs> No, they're delicious. They're actually really good for you. But no, that, that was my take on the Lakers when they when they got Davis in the first place, because it really seemed like like just, you know, just because I respect the player empowerment concept and the fact that it's kind of forced people to relitigate their relationship to the concept of free agency and trades and loyalty and all that. It doesn't necessarily mean it's for everybody's best because you know, you look at it like it's like a, a movie with a big star and then a bunch of like supporting actors who aren't getting the credit and respect. And even LeBron, like he's, there were times where he just only talked about AD and it's like, you know, you got 13 mm. other guys on the team, you know, like that was more last year than this year, but. Well, LeBron's heavily uh, contrived. Was that? The media. LeBron, yeah, sure. he's very contrived with the media. Yeah. 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 Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. But uh, um. Yeah, so that's I think that's what's great about the Raptors, and it has been this whole time, is that there's a you feel this familial, you know, with with certain exceptions, obviously, yeah. Jamar getting traded and Jonas getting traded, but there's always been kind of uh, there's been anchors to the team, you know. Well, that's what makes those trades so hard. Like I feel like when DeRozan, Jonas, and I guess most recently Norm, when they got traded, it was like very emotional, like yeah. multiple letters in the press, a lot yeah. of pandering to the fans, which look, I appreciate. Yeah, me but, too. Yeah, it was a lot of that. It was very emotional for those players. Like remember when JV came back and watched that first oh, playoff yeah, game against the Magic? Game. Like oh, who does on. that? Who does that? Former team play. I mean, he also might have been packing up a condo, but you know, that was he was he was also packing up a condo, but usually you don't come to the game. Turtleneck and a blazer, you know. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. I think it was a turtleneck and a leather jacket. Hey, even but you're proving my case for me. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, current update. I also want to say, speaking of former Raptors, this O'Shea Brissett versus Alex Len showdown has not quite been the barn burner we hoped for because it is 91-66 Wizards with five minutes left in the third in the third quarter. 
I mean, Alex Len. 91.66 in the third. Wow. The Alex Len revenge tour has been quite something. It's not over. He's he's taken he's taken his talents to. But I, he gets so many minutes. Like, why doesn't Robin Lopez get more minutes on that team? I don't understand. Is Robin Lopez even? I didn't even know he was on. Yeah, oh, he's on he the is. Wizards, and he's still very. I mean, he's still Robin Lopez. This is gonna sound nuts. Well, he's not Brooke Lopez. No, but I said he's still Robin Lopez, no, I which know, I think is an upgrade from Alex Len. Maybe that's a controversial take. I am going to say this, and maybe it was because he, whatever, he, he said something about the team dogging it. or so He said some quote that I think followed him right out of town early in the season. But uh, speaking of guys, I, I was really excited for our Baines-Len front court at the beginning of the season. I really thought <laughs> Len was like the kind of guy that was going to just show us that the whole league was wrong. And then he was going to be like a 50. He was going to be like Ibaka, just slip right in there, hit threes, uh, box out, get blocks, get rebounds, be a presence. And he's been decent on Washington. Like he's been good. I mean, he's been starting for them. Yeah. They're also quite hobbled by injuries, but anyway, yeah. Yeah. I I mean, look, a lot of people were trying to talk themselves into the Aaron Baines, Alex Len backcourt, but uh, I was never convinced. That's the one thing I did get right was I was never convinced by that. Nice. How much did Boucher factor into your predictions of like, we'll be okay? Because he was a tough one. Oh, I didn't think we were going to be okay. I was like, we need to make a trade or we're screwed. And I was right. We didn't make a trade and we were screwed. No, I I mean, and specifically in their position. Yeah, I mean, that, that's that's what's going to make it. Um, well, we're on a digression now. We can talk about the offseason if you want, but you want to talk more about Masai? We can talk more about Masai. I was going to ask you about Kyle. Um, what about him? Like, how's he doing? He hasn't texted me in a few days, so I, I hope he's <laughs> golfing. He's having a nice time. I mean, I'm we're sure talking he's about having my, a nice time. My, my favorite player in NBA history, so... Yeah, um, you're gonna get the homerist homer. I'm probably gonna ask everyone about Kyle because even though you're a homer, yeah, doesn't mean you're gonna have the same opinion. Right. Well, here's my take. Yeah. Neither Kyle nor Bobby and Masai nor anybody else on that Raptors roster, I think, is going to want this to be the end of the Kyle Lowry tenure in Toronto. Yeah. And as such, I think we're gonna give him two years, fifty million, because um, looking at the alleged cap space that we were supposedly going to have when Giannis mm-hmm. was still a free agent. It's gone. If we keep Kyle, basically like we have a, uh, in as much as I'm starting to understand the way uh, economics works in basketball, we have a really good chance to add, keep Kyle, sign some, uh, sign some pieces and then get Gary Trent back because Gary Trent's um, cap hold is very low. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't eat up a lot of theoretical space. So we could like be like, hey, Gary, we, we you showed up in a Jays jersey. You clearly love the Raptors. Uh, we're oh going to keep God. you Just hang know. out for a month. We're going to sign Kyle. We're going to get somebody else. And then we're going to bring you back. Um, he's going to get laid so much the second he's in Toronto. <laughs> it's going to be ridiculous. Is he the hottest Raptor of all time? Is he the cutest, hottest babe? Of all time? Um, he's on the list. Let's put it Sure, And he had to replace. Sergi little... Baca was the hottest Raptor for sorry. a very long sorry. time. That's, sorry, I forgot to I forgot to add the uh, most beautiful man of all time into the ring. <laughs> but I mean, he replaced a real cutie in Norm Powell. Yeah, he did. That was even a tough. lot of Norm fans from that yeah. perspective also. But I mean, imagine if you were playing in Portland and then you get traded to the Raptors and then I'm sure Drake calls him and sends him a watch like immediately. If you're 22 and you get traded to Toronto and you've been playing in Portland, that's got to be, 
you know what I mean? Like for the older players and the media perception, Toronto is still kind of like, well, it's Canada. You got to pack an extra, you got to bring your passport. That sucks. But if you're, if you're, you know, 20 years younger than me, I think Toronto is nothing but exciting. So anyway, mm-hmm. I digress mm-hmm. thinking about uh, Gary Trent's love life here in Toronto, but um, <laughs> I just don't, I just don't see any of them wanting to leave. And it seems like a sign and trade, the options are so limited that like we wouldn't really get anything great back that I just don't, I, even in terms of just like hanging on to the guys you have and the value, like as, as much as I'm loath to reduce players to assets as a concept, um, I think if we signed Kyle for two years and it doesn't pan out, at least having that extra year for him will make it easier to trade him for something to improve for the future because he will be signed to that second year. So that's my, that's my prediction because we just don't have money to get anybody else. I don't think like aside from, well, who else is out there? Well, I think at this point, if we're talking about like full real impact free agents, like so many of these guys have got like holiday got signed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Davis isn't going on. I don't even know if he signed his extension yet, but uh, I mean, DeMar, let's get real. I don't think you yeah. know, that, as, as romantic as that would be. I really hope he goes and signs with a team in LA or California. And, that would you know, be great. I, I actually don't think it's romantic if he signs back here. I think that's kind of tragic. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Gee, okay. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's fans. It would be like, oh, it'd be great to get tomorrow back. But would it? What would it represent? Yeah, it would not be good. Yeah. It would not yeah. be good. There's something. It just feels like it was over, and that you know, it's okay. It's not like yeah, different than even like Jonas coming back at some point. You know what I mean? But I think the the biggest free agent it seems like that's available still is John Collins. Because uh, Atlanta did not uh, extend him, or he didn't take the extension. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. He's a he's an unrestricted free agent, and I mean, if we did want to say take a guard in the draft with one of our picks or whatever our lottery pick is, knowing that we have Fred and Trent and now Flynn and even you know Harris to some extent showing what they can do, um, once the season was kind of a wrap, that would be a way to go. But it would be kind of one or the other. Like we don't have the money to add. Kyle and another big name. So I think that I just, I think it's going to be Kyle unless um yeah, we're, oh, we're going to get the players tribune article of all time. I might have to frame it and put it up in my bedroom. <laughs> oh my Things going to be, I mean, like, like, let's be real. That article was already written. Like oh, that sure. article was written and, and then it <laughs> didn't get published. If norms came out that fast, then Kyle's was ready for sure. Yeah. Kyle's was ready. So yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm kind of burnt out with saying bye to Kyle. Yeah, it all seemed premature to me. I I don't know. I just didn't see because people, all the rumors about him seemed to be he would fit great on these teams, but it was like, for what? Mm -hmm, What are mm -hmm. we getting back? No one else could really say like the teams that had the space to sign him uh, weren't good enough to send him to. And the teams that needed him didn't have the assets to trade back and and to risk losing. You know what I mean? So I just think this is okay. This is what I don't like about a lot of Raptors fans is because people kept saying, trade him to a contender, trade him to a contender, trade him to a contender for what? For what? Oh, well, we need to do right by Kyle. We need to do right by Kyle. Well, what about doing right by us? Yeah. And then they're like, and then, and then sometimes Raptors fans will say like, oh, well, you know, we won, we've been spoiled for a while. And I'm like, no, Lakers fans don't refer to themselves as spoiled when they win. So what we've been in the playoffs, like so many years in a row, that was the whole point. That's who we are. And we should just own that. It's, it's so too, Canadian. It's too, so it's too brutal. like, it's fine. He can go. Let's send him somewhere it's where he'll more be. more Canadian than son of a critch coming out later this year. <laughs> <laughs> 
show about 80s Newfoundland. Yeah. Well, you're totally right. And, and people were suggesting that like, you know, even just setting aside the economics of it, like he makes a ton of money and we have to make up that salary in whatever we get back. And the teams that like, yeah, I guess the closest thing to a realistic trade would have been Danny Green, Matthias Theibel, uh, Tyrone Maxey and Mike Scott or something. And maybe a first like, okay, but also mm -hmm, we could mm -hmm. just keep Kyle Lowry, you know, yeah, do yeah. that too. And that's what they did. So like, like we yeah. have enough depth at the guard position. No, you know, not saying that Bible and Maxi don't look like exciting uh, kids. No, but great. you're right. We do have enough depth in that position. Yeah. Um, and as we gotta, we gotta wrap okay, this fine. up. I know, unfortunately, it's we fine. do. Um, I will just end quickly. We usually, NS, we were doing this Hot Girl Summer Nick Nurse highlight of the week, but Ooh. those are just not what they used to be. I'm no, thinking. Did you see him hit that three point shot? Oh, he did hit that three point shot. That was nice. That was a good moment. Maybe that yeah. should just be our moment. That should be our hot girl highlight. My friend Chris, uh, Chris Myers sent me that clip and that was really nice. You just know what? That's better. Good. I was going to say, I was going to end it on a quote from Masai just being like, he said, play the play in play in for what we're here to win championships. And I liked that. That was a good, yeah. quote. that was a good quote. Okay. Well, we can end with both of those. That's fantastic. I think that's great. And I think that's the totally the best point. The Raptors picked the best possible year to struggle. We didn't spend yes. a cent on basketball tickets. <laughs> no, now we're done. we come back next year. All that adversity, all that struggle, all that experience back to Toronto. Come on, man. We're going back to the yeah. We're and then we'll going be back to the it's the conference finals. Let's say conference finals. Yeah, I think we'll be back in the playoffs for sure. Yeah. I'll, I'm willing to say that. We're, we will be back four. in the we'll playoffs. No year. doubt. No we'll doubt. No four. doubt. Um, Ennis, thank you so much for joining me. This has been thank great. You. Can uh, I something before we finish? I was just going to I was just gonna open that window for you. Um, a great friend of mine is working on this phenomenal TV show that's coming to the CBC this fall. It's called Son of a Critch. <laughs> and um, I'm not sure what it's about, but it's a because son of a bitch is the normal term, but it's uh -huh. a play on that. And I think Critch is like it's about crickets or, or some, I think the game. I don't know. It's about something, somebody being rich, but they, their name starts with a C. It sounds like it's going to be great. So tune into that on CBC at some point in the next two, two or three years. Yeah. Um, Ennis, where can we find you on the Internet? You can't. I've uh, wiped my identity clear. I'm a ghost in the machine. All right. Yeah. Well, it's like that at Ennis Esmer, I'm pretty sure. Damn it. <laughs> On those platforms. You won this uh, uh, thank you again. Thanks for having me.